welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to bring you through the good, the bad, the ugly, the horror stories, the good stories, the sad stories, the romantic stories, the absolutely unbelievable stories. Uh, there have been some doozies on the show so far. Uh, I enjoy every minute of it. I hope you have been enjoying it too. Uh, flying solo again today, uh, just to give my friends a break, but also had a few topics that I wanted to bust out and talk about on my own. Uh, today's topic of choice just happens to be Rhode Island Comic Con. Um, not sure how many of my viewers have been to Rhode Island Comic Con. You no, know, a couple of my friends have been um, participating in the 501st or you know, charity events going on in the hallways there, or there's a lot of stuff going on at that convention. Um, I don't know if everything's always, you know, Comic-Con related. Um, my sister's sister-in-law at one point went for her um, job that she was working, which has nothing to do with anime or comics or anything like that. Um, so they do a lot of promotional st stuff there. Um, but I've only been a couple of times. Not the best. <laughs> I wish I could say, like, you know, I, I can't say anything horribly, horribly bad about it. But I can't say anything really great about it either. I have had some wonderful moments at the convention itself. Um, but I figured I would share a couple of mishaps with you today because that's what the show is about, right? Who wants to hear all the good stories all the time? Let's hear some drama. Um, so in my youth, and by youth, I mean a whole seven years ago, <laughs> my youth, um, started to venture out, wanted to see some other conventions and found out that, um, several big names were coming to Rhode Island to go to their Comic-Con convention, right? In Providence. And I mean, people that I was excited about, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to meet these people. So got a group of friends together, my sister, my friend, Sarah, um, and my sister's, uh, brother-in-law Kevin we all got together we we're like yeah let's go like let's go see some supernatural people let's go see like Star Wars people and everything else like you don't usually get that big a name that close by so uh we get dressed up I end up wearing uh my Quidditch Harry Potter costume that I made not your typical Quidditch costume I made it more of like a traveling sports team costume uh, I still love that costume I've got it somewhere I should really bust it out again at a convention sometime it's so much fun to wear it looks so good um, toot toot. <laughs> I just love it. It's different, you know, like you have to do your own adaptations of things sometimes. Um, and then my sister's brother-in-law dressed up for the first time and he went as Bobby. Melissa went as a Hogwarts student and my friend Sarah dressed up as Bellatrix Lestrange. And we took the trip down to Rhode Island. My sister was living down there at the time. So we were able to all meet up there. Um, and we drove into Providence. Now, Rhode Island Comic Con. I mean, Comic Cons are big. Usually you hear Comic Con and you're thinking, wow, it's going to be packed. Little did we know as we got in line to buy tickets, because you could still buy tickets there. Um, you didn't have to buy them ahead of time at the time. And uh, we were in line forever to get tickets. And we went early enough. So I say forever, but it was probably like, I mean, still two hours. Like that's still a long amount of time for the line to not be moving. And you're kind of like, well, what's going on? Like this venue's huge. It's the, the biggest venue in Providence, I believe. 
um it's an entire hockey rink and then a convention center attached to it so you're like well geez how many people does that convention center hold well come to find out they had oversold tickets at that particular year um and they were still taking people's money at the door to let even more people in and i guess the fire department had gotten involved and they were like yeah no you got too many people in the building as it is so what was happening was people that had like their weekend passes were going to the convention thinking oh i've got a weekend pass i'm going right in see you later um and as soon as they left the building they weren't letting people back inside like once you were in you had to stay in because if you left, they were going to let a new group of people in. So we were technically waiting for people to like unknowingly walk out the back door to like go back to their hotel room or go get food or go meet up with a friend at the parking garage or something. And then they were shuffling more people in. Which, I mean, they should have just stopped selling tickets at the door. Everybody would have just like left from there. When they had quite a number of people, they wouldn't have had a problem. But who knew? So we finally get up to the ticket counter. And of course, they sell those tickets. And that's when we realized... Um, what was happening and you're like shit we can't leave like once we're in here we're we're in here we want to get our money's worth because i mean comic cons are expensive um you go to an anime convention normally uh the ones that i've been to and you get in line and you don't have to pay for autographs normally unless it's like a really big name um and even then it's not that expensive um but you but typically like you just get in line get autographs you can get pictures um you buy some picture package deals now uh, but at comic-con everybody's charging everybody has like money that they want for their autograph so i mean you're already paying almost like maybe 50 60 even 70 dollars for a basic ticket to get into this convention but then on top of that you're paying almost like 40 or 50 dollars an autograph depending on how big the star is you're seeing so i mean you can easily spend hundreds of dollars at a comic con no problem even before you hit like the dealer's room because <laughs> you're like i want to meet this person and this person and this person um so once we like got in the door it was kind of like a well how are we going to plan our day kind of thing because i don't want to go back outside in two hours not have an autograph to like to my name and get back in the line now wrapping around the convention center to get back in uh so we made the executive decision that if uh we starved we starved um and there was bathrooms in there we would find them and we weren't leaving until we felt like we had gotten our money's worth which was a poor mistake because many a hangry headaches occurred migraines from not eating uh the sacrifices you make <laughs> basically <laughs> you know you do a lot for conventions and one of them's apparently starving yourself which i knew better by then obviously going to conventions so many years it's like no dude the 531 rule 531 well anyways get inside follow the now even longer line to get into the actual convention center make it in and it's just god <laughs> so many people <laughs> like I think about now, like, how things are going to have to get slimmed down a little bit still, even though, like, COVID is thankfully diminishing. Uh, but they're definitely going to have to cut back for a little while just to make sure, like, people don't get sick. Because, like, if you looked at this room, it would have been like, all y'all are getting COVID. <laughs> like, we already have it. I've barely walked into this room and people are so squished into each other. It's like, we've, we've got to have some like shared disease of some kind by now. Like there's just no way around it. Um, 
shuffled into the dealer's room. And thankfully, the dealer's room also has um, autographs in it as well. Uh, I found out the following time, which I'll get to in a little bit, um, that's where all the bigger, bigger names were for autographs. Um, and by bigger, bigger, I mean like Samwise Gamgee. Like, I'm talking Sean Austin. I'm talking like Sebastian Stan. I'm talking like celebrities you can't touch anymore because they're so ridiculously like famous but uh there's still a lot of big names in the dealer's room that i appreciate also so you know you walk in and immediately there's the 501st where doug our friend doug works um and we met up with him and there was a huge trash pit there that we had a picture taken in i love that picture um they build the best standing props i've ever seen like one year they had one of the doors that led into the bunker in jedi um they have their droids everywhere all the stormtroopers are like amazing because they have to be approved to even be a part of the 501st um but that garbage pit was awesome like we had (laughs) we're all like in different like stages of panic Uh, I probably end up using that picture on this episode as the promotional picture because I just I love it so much. Um, but you know you wander around. Uh, Joey Fatone was there. I remember that year and the the following year that I went as well. Um, a couple years after, but it's like Joey Fatone in sync. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but we were going to go see um Bobby Singer and going to see Mark Shepard from Supernatural and firefly respectively um so you know wander the dealer's room and eventually come across all the people that are signing um a lot of walking dead people were there i remember that and i was just kind of getting into walking dead at the time so that was cool uh didn't get any of their autographs but i just remember like i was like oh yeah i remember like i know who you are you are you are back when walking dead was good i said it i said it walking dead's not good anymore they dragged it out way too long and they've changed it so much but that is another podcast this is not this podcast so we get up to the back wall where they have the bigger names um of course i pay my my dues to go see mark shepherd um and it's funny because everyone in the lines got like supernatural supernatural because i mean hi he was fucking crowley (laughs) i love him as crowley uh but i wasn't there for a crowley signature no no i was there for a badger signature from firefly because firefly is life um and i was one of the few people that picked the badger picture and i remember i handed it to him and he was just like, yeah, you got good taste. I'm like, I know I've got good taste. You were amazing. And of course you gush over them because they're talking to you. Um, in the meantime, in the other line next to us, in the Bobby Singer line, uh, Kevin had gotten uh, Bobby's signature. And of course he's talking to him supernatural stuff. And it's a very loud conversation because, you know, they're just like, oh man, my favorite episodes. He's like, this one, this one. He's like, but I gotta say you and and Mark kissing probably the best episode ever. That picture's great. And I just remember Mark's just like, oh yeah, of course he loves the kissing episode. And Bobby looks up. <laughs> I just remember going, Mark Shepard will kiss anything. <laughs> and there was like this first shocked look on Mark's face. And then just like a, yeah, you're right. You're right. Nod as he's signing my picture. <laughs> 
but the two of them are just heckling back and forth at each other and it was so good uh i love that show the two of them are great so that made kevin's day he got his autograph from bobby bobby and uh then we wandered around a little bit more um there's a person there that had like a reptile farm i remember from this first convention like everything was really crammed in this room a lot of people and i've said that a hundred times but like there was a lot of people the reptile room was cool um all like you know i love going through dealers rooms i won't lie like i love i like shopping for stuff i don't need <laughs> like we go on vacation and there's a gift shop i'm in it because i want to look and see what i don't need in my life but i feel like i do need um ask my sister ask our friend colleen like every time we go on a vacation together i'm like oh a gift shop and i'm gone looking at everything but regular shopping like clothes shopping and stuff i'm not down like i get so bored so easily it's knickknacks um i don't buy all of them i'd like to point out i do buy some like pins and things when i'm on like you know conventions now i love pins i like um every once in a while i'll get like a sweatshirt or something from a place that we're going if i really like sweatshirts that are there um but i just want to like look at the stuff I think it comes from like, you know, being younger, you go on those cool field trips and your mom gives you like 10 bucks and you can get one thing in the gift shop and you panic. And you're like, what do I want? Huh? I've got $10. Uh, 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 pencil. <laughs> but now we have adult money um, and I can buy adult things. So it's just like, yeah, I'm going to get those Mickey Mouse ears or yeah, I'm going to go get that robot thing. I don't know what it does, but I want it. Um, so you just like looking and touching things like now it's dice and dice bags, D and D stuff. Um, you know, matured over the years. <laughs> um, I will remember though, uh, I didn't get his autograph and of course I have many regrets about it. Um, but also probably because at the time still a poor child living on their own in the very middle of their twenties. Um, but there was, um, a table set up and sitting at it was Peter Mayhew. And I love Chewbacca. Like, I will fight anybody that says that he is not one of the most important characters of Star Wars, if not the most important. Like, my sister will fight me and say it's R2-D2. I get it. R2-D2 is there for all of it. I got it. He's a robot. He has information. He's nosy. He's got an attitude. I got it. Chewbacca literally was last man standing of the original, like, quartet has fought in everything. He was in the Clone Wars. He had to put up with Han Solo. He's had to put up with Luke's bullshit and Han's bullshit and Leia's BS. And then he had to deal with fucking Ben and all that and Rey and um, never got recognized for it until the very end of the last movie where he finally got the medal that he should have had at the end of the first friggin' movie. I'm slightly bitter. Anyways, Chewbacca's the man. So Peter Mayhew sitting at this table. And I just, I wish I'd gone up to him to at least say hi. Cause you could go say hi to them for nothing. Like, oh, hi, how you doing? But oh, I wish I'd gotten his autograph. He was the best. Um, luckily, uh, in the following years, um, at the next Rhode Island Comic Con I went to, I did get to um, say hello to his predecessor. Also a very nice guy. Didn't get his autograph. Um, I definitely got to meet him and he was very nice. The quote unquote new Chewbacca um, who did an amazing job in the last few movies. So respect. Um, but then I got like, you know, like later on the day, 
we walked around the same room a couple hundred times and we finally we just had to leave and once we left we were out and i found out from my friends that were like supposed to be in masquerades kits and stuff like they barely made it back inside had to fight their case to like get back inside like it was the first year was a mess i had my like i said redeeming moments i had fun um but i swore that i would never do it again like i was never doing it again i was never going to rhode island comic-con i did it once it was a disaster um not wasting my money not wasting my time until i found out that mary elizabeth uh the most wonderful woman in the world lovely voice actress you might know her as julia from cowboy bebop you might know her from star trek or xena or perhaps you know her as zara from critical role as i knew her from until i realized she was julia and then found out that she's actually in a relationship with stephen blum who plays spike spiegel so julia and spike are together in real life <sighs> it's emotional <laughs> sorry just makes my little my little fangirl heart like squeal with delight and emotions that i didn't know my body could still have because i thought i was dead inside i'm digressing so i got into critical role hard and if you haven't gotten into critical role i highly recommend it it is some of the best DD campaign story ever um, first campaign, second campaign is very, very, very good. Very hard for me to stick with. Not because I don't enjoy their RPing. I just have this sentimental attachment to their first campaign. Um, it's a love that will never die. And, um, you know, it is what it is. Not everybody loves everything, but I, you know, still faithful, still love them all. But that first campaign, though, um, got me back into cosplaying hard again. Um, I had taken a couple of years off because I just, I, you know, everybody has their moments. Like, I can't make costumes anymore. And that's where I felt like I was in my life. And then realized, that's stupid. Of course you can still make costumes. And uh, we came up with a really big group of friends. Loved um, cosplaying with them. Still love cosplaying with them. But we found out that Mary was going to be at Rhode Island Comic Con. And of course, we're online and we're posting pictures of our costumes on Twitter for the cast. Cause that's what everybody was doing at the time. And she commented on our group and was like, Oh my God, you guys are amazing. I was like, Oh my God, she knows who we are. And it just so happened. We were like, Hey, saw that you were going to be at Rhode Island comic con. Can't wait to meet you. And she's like, can't wait to meet you and friended me on Twitter. I'm friends with Mary Elizabeth on Twitter, which my mind blown i was like oh my god we have to go now like i opened my mouth and now we have to go because we have to meet them so we got the whole gang together and we went to rhode island comic-con again now this time they had not oversold the venue and we had bought tickets ahead of time being a hell of a lot smarter however unfortunately because of the job that i have i can't take a whole weekend off for a convention that I don't work at. Um, and then sadly, the only day that I could take off at the convention is a Saturday. And the last time was a Saturday as well. And Saturdays are notoriously the busiest day at conventions because all the big shit happens. I know this. I'm aware of this. I still make a poor life choice and go on that Saturday. Now, we're getting to the convention center go to get in line. 
but where is the end of the line, you ask? Ah, ah, that is the question. Um, the end of the line was five blocks away. About five blocks away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not exaggerating. We literally had to walk five blocks. Now, mind you, at some point there was like a huge hill we had to go up, go down, and come back down again because that's how the line had somehow gone because you couldn't keep blocking streets. So we were in line forever. And just in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to be several years ago again, all over again. We're going to get to the door and they're going to be like, nah, you can't come in the line's too long. There's too many people. And it took us probably about, again, an hour and a half, two hours to get into the venue. The line was moving a little bit faster than the last time, but not much. And of course, you've got that line of people walking past you going, where's the end of the line? We're just like down 20 streets. <laughs> so my worry is we're going to get in there finally. And for some ungodly reason, she's going to be at a panel or she won't be at her table or she's just not down there for the day or she's gone home because she gave up too. Because <laughs> who can blame anyone at this point? We get inside, we get a hold of our other friends. Our other friends were doing stuff at the convention, uh, but they told us they were going to change up and they would meet up with us later so we could all meet Mary together. Um, and we end up in the dealer's room. We finally get into the convention. Um, and we just were excited. Like, we ended up all going as a huge group again, but the first time we were like, okay, we, we just gotta go. Like, we just wanna meet her. We wanna see if she's there. Let's find her table. And we found her, um, and we were only missing the twins. Um, if you know Critical Role, we were only missing the twins. We had um, everybody but Grog for our group that was there. Um, we get up to the table to get in line to meet her, and she's with other people, and I'll, I'll never forget it. She's with other people, and she's talking to them, being her polite, wonderful, beautiful self, and she looks over, and she sees us, and I just can give like a little, like, hi, wave, like, Hopefully she even remembers who the hell I am. And she just goes, oh my God. <laughs> and basically it's like, it was lovely meeting you two. <gasps> you guys look amazing. <laughs> freaking out. Like we're all freaking out because we're like, oh my God, she loves us. Um, had a very lovely conversation with her. Told her we would be back later um, with the twins. And she's like, oh my God, I can't wait to see the twins. Um, Obviously got her autograph because, again, love her. Um, she made Steve take a picture of her with us. Um, she asked me to make her a Zara costume, which I'm still working on. I just need measurements from her at some point in my life. I don't know if it's ever actually going to happen, but I still very much want to make that costume for her because I think she would look hella good. Um, but we had a very long conversation, so we'd be back later. And I just remember like walking away from that. She posted like on her Twitter about us and we didn't realize she'd post on our Twitter about us until we were walking through the dealer's room, just killing some time waiting for the twins. And all of a sudden, all of these critical role people were just like, <gasps> Mary just posted about you guys. Can we have your picture? We're like, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, you can. And we just got trapped in different corners of the convention center all day long. She did us such a big favor. Like it was so nice of her. She didn't have to do that. And it was just like those little extra things that like guests do sometimes for like their people that just 
make me feel so lucky. Um, we were very popular. And then once the twins joined us, it was like a whole nother beast. Again, saw Mary, loved the twins, got more pictures with us. Like, oh, it was such a good time. And then, oh, like I mentioned before, um, there was the other side of the venue, which is the ice rink where they had like the super big stars. And we kind of ended up in there first before we saw Mary um, and Steve. And uh, we walked into there and I was like, oh, I don't know if there's anybody that I actually want to meet in here. Like as far as the big star goes, because who's got the money for that? Um, like, because we're talking like the high ticket people. And I just remember, like, we walk past the room and you're looking into, like, the stadium to see who's down there. The lines aren't that long because, again, love all these actors, but, like, $200 for an autograph, no thank you. Like, I can see you from afar and know that you're there. Like, it's kind of like Fievel from American Tale. Somewhere out there, you know. Um, Until I look into the room and I see the sign for Weird Al Yankovic. I love Weird Al Yankovic. Love him. Like, he's one of the most talented people ever. Who can write that many parody songs off of, like, like who does that? And plays an accordion. Like, genius. And his autograph was not horribly expensive. But also, at that point in my mind, I'm just thinking, you're going to get that autograph because it's Weird Al fucking Yankovic. Like, you're going. So... My friends, are, my friends are all talking. They're looking like, where did Katie go? And I'm standing in his line. I'm just staring at them. I'm like, I have to, I have to meet him. I have to. Like, but the 13 year old in me is screaming right now. I have to meet Weird Al Yankovic. Um, and he was there as a musical artist, obviously, but he was also there because he had just done a few stints in Gallivant. And of course he shows up in like My Little Pony and he's done like Scooby-Doo episodes. Like he's been in everything. Like honest, I just saw a post the other day on Facebook actually, where it was like, Weird Al Yankovic has literally been in every effing show ever. And it's true. He has been, like, mentioned or in it. And I got in line, paid for the ticket, and I paid to get a picture with him. It wasn't that expensive, honestly. Like, as far as, like, a picture and autograph go, I felt it was very reasonable. Um, even though Sebastian Stan was, like, four booths down. And, I mean, it just wasn't our time to meet. You know, like, my future husband will wait for me, I'm sure, someday. Sebastian um but they're like oh picture autograph and you know I picked a really cool picture of Weird Al Yankovic because they're all really cool and my sister got one too actually she took she didn't get the picture she just got the autograph and uh he looks up and I'm in my full Percy costume and he's just like wow where'd you get that and I was like I made it and he's like I love costumes and he's just looking at me all over like Weird Al Yankovic love my costume the man who wears like all sorts of different amazing outfits and costume change king. <sighs> like I just, I have the picture on my phone. It's going to live on my phone. I'm going to be buried with the picture. Like Weird Al Yankovic liked my costume and then he signed my picture and I met him. And then I was like, well, I can go home now. I've got my money's worth. And that was before I met Mary. And then I was like, you fool. How could you? But yeah, that's how I met Weird Al Yankovic at a convention in Rhode Island. Um, that, then turned super popular. Like I felt like I got in the line and then everybody realized the mistake they were making in their life. And they also had to go meet Weird Al Yankovic because hi. Um, but overall the second day still the second day, the second time, um, ridiculously crowded. 
Um, I don't think personally I will ever go to Rhode Island Comic Con again. Uh, just because it's just, it's weird. Like, they put on a good show for certain things, uh, but then they have the weirdest, like, guest list ever. Um, they have all their big stars, like, the next down, and then a bunch of wrestling people. Like, a bunch of wrestling people. Go look it up. I'm not kidding. And then, all of a sudden, you get to the convention, and they were supposed to have the entire cast of, like, pretty much The Walking Dead that second time I went, and they all canceled. And I think it was because, like, it's in their contract that if they're filming, they don't have to, like, show up. And I don't know why you would book them when you know it's in their period to film the show. But they did. And they had this huge event lined up to, like, meet all the stars and, like, kind of like San Diego Comic-Con had that, like, kind of zombie run-through thing that year where it was like you had to like escape the zombies or whatever they had that with the guest stars and it never happened because the guest stars didn't come and there was like 10 of them so I feel bad for people that wanted to meet all of them like that first year they were there no problem that I went and then the second time it was literally like half the guests canceled so I don't know what that was about but that's kind of discouraging um yeah it's weird it's just weird the weird setup. Um, also hung out with the 501st again because, you know, Doug. Also how I met um, new Chewbacca uh, whose name I will butcher, so I will not butcher it, um, but he's amazing. Um, and yeah, we didn't stay as long this time as we did the last time. Um, at least there was food that we could get to inside this time so there was no hangry headaches. Um, my friends ended up going back the Sunday because they live in Rhode Island and said that it was much less populated uh, by people and very much a better day to go. So if I was to think about going again, I would probably attempt it on a Sunday. But the problem is, is a lot of the guests that I want to go see every year when they list them, if they show up, <laughs> um, are on Fridays and Saturdays. And of course, those are the more popular days. So I mean... I guess it would have to be like a weekend where I'm like, yeah, we'll go on a Sunday. Yeah. There's a couple people on the Sunday that I would like to meet if I can get close enough to them. And I might attempt it again someday, but who it would take a lot to get me there. Um, that's just my opinion on it. Try not to, you know, no shade. Just that, that was my experience. That's what I had to put up with. Um, the people that I did meet totally made it worth it. The people that I go with always make it worth it. Um, it's always a good time if you go someplace with friends. Now, what am I promoting this week? Obviously not Rhode Island Comic Con. <laughs> Obviously. Um, you know what? Go support the arts. Broadway's opening back up, people. Go buy a Broadway ticket. Go buy a show ticket. Go buy a movie ticket. Help the actors out. The live theater actors. The movie theater actors are doing just fine. They got all of, like their big checks and stuff. But like, you know, like the small theaters in your town or the big theaters in your town or the traveling show coming to Boston or the ones that are in New York or Connecticut or Rhode Island or wherever you are in the country. Go see live theater because they're the people that make the world go around and keep the people entertained. That's all I got this week, guys. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time. Bye.